This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Blue Monday podcast live Q&A. So this is your first call immediately. Do it right now. Get your questions in. It's close season, but there's still plenty, plenty of stuff to talk about. We want to hear from you. We want you to set the tone, get your questions in. We will answer as many, hopefully all of them, as possible. Let's just say a few quick hellos. I'll say hello to the watchers before I say hello to Richard. Uh, welcome, Charlie, Paul, two Pauls, uh, Paul squared, uh, Dan. Uh, welcome, Richard. How's it going, Richard? How's your close season? Yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of in in kind of Blue Monday podcast land. This is the nerdy bit of the season that I really like because <laughs> I get to tinker around with backgrounds and intros and outros and um, lots of exciting bits and pieces. But yeah, I had a nice afternoon playing with my nieces, oh, very which nice. is a nice distraction from and work. The first and... bit of that was that you gave her back at, at the end. I did. <laughs> yes. I, I got her all excited and wound up and then I left her to it with my sister uh... on her own. Yeah. Welcome, Skip Intro. Welcome, Stephen. Get your questions in. We will go off in the absence of any questions immediately. We'll go off on our own spiel. You really, really don't want us to do that. So get your questions in. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure our feed, our stream can spread to as many people as is humanly possible. Uh, We will await questions. Um, In the meantime, Richard, bit of a, we, it doesn't feel like a close season that we haven't basically had a normal close season for years now because of COVID and behind closed doors and a condensed one, um, and this one still feels condensed and the, you know the kind of idea that the World Cup should have been here as well doesn't really feel like a normal close season will be until next season, does it? No, I mean we uh, as the calendar is written we're exactly a month away from the start of the season and you know one of the things a bit of research that i've got lined up if no one asks us questions is who's got their business done so far um and there's it, not a huge amount of stuff happening and yet we're only four weeks out we've had yeah first pre-season game albeit it's kind of not really a game where competitively you can read a huge amount into it but you kind of think when's it going to kind of burst into life a little bit we got a couple of questions coming down there. I'm going to put one to Richard from myself and in the chat as well, if you fancy answering this one. Do you think, because of the unprecedented calendar and the World Cup, I've got a theory that managers will be sacked less often because for the teams in the Championship and the Premier League, there's an obvious date to sack a manager this season, isn't it? It's like November the 9th or something, isn't it? And then... They basically get a four-week run. Do you think we'll see less movement in terms of the... It does filter down to League One. I know there'll be less World Cup players and that gap isn't going to be there. But do you think we're almost going to see a bit less in terms of um, managerial firings 
we normally get a couple of ridiculous ones in September and then it goes a bit crazy in the national break in October, does it? Do, do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, League One's weird, isn't it? I mean, we've talked about this quite a lot on this podcast, you know, and and how crazy the league table was at the end of last season where anyone kind of down to 10th or 11th was in with a shout of playoffs and record points tallies and missing out on that. And as I said, the, the research and the transfer business, there's, there's not... I'd say there's only two teams who are really going for it in terms of recruitment, and that's us and Sheffield Wednesday. Other teams are getting numbers in, but in terms of ambitious teams. And I just wonder whether everything's going to level off a bit. You've got quite a lot of new managers in at clubs as well. So I, I suspect you're right. And the teams that will be looking aggressively at getting promotion, one's Ipswich has got Kieran McKenna, and I think probably it's more likely that he's going to be poached off us than sacked at this stage or well, well especially Mike's, when someone like Rob Edwards can get the Watford job now yeah and 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 there's no real obvious you know managers at, at threat Darren Moore's probably the one who's got the biggest he's kind got of target of on his back on him, hasn't he? Yeah. and Sheffield Wednesday we know are kind of obviously going for it the, I make yeah. them the. I would go to questions in a minute. I make them the favourites at the moment, Rich. That's not me yeah. doing the whole podcast that all will try and take the pressure. I genuinely do. I know. I, yeah, I, I, th- I think I agree. But and, and the other, but no one in League One apart from us and Sheffield Wednesday, to me, is making transfer commitments such that you could take notice of them and go, "Wow, you know, it's like Paul Cook last season signing twenty odd players." You kind of the pressure is on. There's no excuses territory. I don't think there's. Apart from us and Sheffield Wednesday, anyone else I, like that? I would throw in MK because, look... But they've lost Twine, though, haven't they? they well, they've so... lost Twine and Darling, so they've essentially lost their best two players. But I I feel a bit about MK, how I did about Brentford in the Championship. If, if there's someone I'm going to trust to spend the money well, lose the best player and cycle it, I think they've already bought four Connor or five in and Rochdale, look, we're, yeah. we're not going to sit here and pretend we know undisclosed fees or at what point the money hits MK from Burnley or from Swansea but I, I look okay your two best players are your two best players fine I get it but um right guys we're going to go to um questions now please also do hit that like button um I know I waffle on about it but it really really does help us out right here we go then Richard um do you want me to take this one if it's Derby Sure. I mean, worth saying they've not made any signings so far and lost some really <laughs> key players that you know about, I guess, Ben, from covering the so, championship. Yeah, uh, skip intro. How do you see the Derby scenario playing out? Do you think they will manage to mount a promotion push? Um, I think the two answers are I don't know and no. Um, at the moment, no, I don't think Derby will be able to mount a prom- I think it'll be something akin to the best case scenario be what happened at Wigan, where you have chaos and... Wigan had a near miss, didn't they, um, in their first season down? But there's no players there. There's probably still going to be a couple more gone. Um, Rooney going... It's always been difficult to judge how good Rooney was in the chaos, but he was obviously a good, stable influence. And you'd rather have the manager who'd been there continuing through. But Rooney's kind of converted him... Just quickly on Rooney as well. Sorry Mm. to jump in, Ben. He's now converted himself to kind of this giving a speech outside the yeah. outside the ground well, I, to all I the gathered get, supporters, isn't he? And I think he'll get a championship job. Um but, but like I was saying, probably not before November if they've if the normal craziness isn't happening. But no, I don't and this is not with my Ipswich hat and I don't think they're automatically gonna get I think it's gonna be gonna be hard. And if look I like Rossinia um a lot and he's a obviously a highly rated and a smart coach, but it's new for him. He's stepping up and he's okay he's used to chaos as well so is so is Rooney but look if they're if they're in the top eight that's a damn good job that Rossini has done and they did a good job there last um last season those two keep your questions coming in Norman um NG Consulting excellent uh well we can consult um we can consult him on some um football selections here Norman uh, do you think Dominic Ball will be a starter how do you think he'll play in league one Richard yeah, I was, I was having a chat about this with someone the other day. Um, um, more on that in due course. That will be a, a chat that will be <laughs> get right. I know what you mean, yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> um, actually, with a rival podcast, but um, never mind. No, there's no rival <laughs> podcasts. Um, and I, the, the, I really like the signing of Don Ball because I think Dave said it. Certainly, 
we've talked about it since day one getting relegated anyone we've been waiting for kind of a midfield enforcer um mm. and someone who is gonna get stuck in against the teams that want to sit against sit off and kind of drag us down to their level as it were and the teams that we dropped points against last season i, I can't Des- deservedly so yeah of course horses for courses isn't it and it's up to us to figure out a strategy to sort it out and i actually think you know if you're if you're Morecambe or Cheltenham or dare I say Cambridge, hello Cambridge, um, <laughs> would you really want to come up against a midfield pair of Ball and Morsey? I'm not sure I I would. And so I think in certain matches, that midfield duo, it might end up being a trio with Evans in there. Was, is really that's fierce. gonna be my next my next point, Richard. For for those points you've just made where you have got a greasy, horrible, stodgy midfield. They've got to have the capacity this year to go to a back four, you know, unless you're really going to get those centre-halves moving on, which we might do, you, you don't know. But and that capacity to, you know, either drop out a centre-back or drop out one of the um, forward guys and go what more looks like a 3-5-2 or, you know, everything's very fluid these days. But I, I do like the option of a, of a three as well, like you said, in those stodgy games. Yeah, and... Evans can take a set piece. You know, that needs to be something we work on this season as well. So, yeah, I, I guess time will tell on that one. But I think, Norman, on on certain games where last season and preceding seasons, we might have been a soft touch. I'd love to see, let's see, Ball and Morsey go for it, wouldn't you? Mm, Bring it on. Absolutely. And, you know, player come from London, come from the championship, mid-20s, He's not coming to some bench, is he? Let's, let's exactly. be quite, yeah, be quite frank about that. Charlie, uh, we've seen some pictures on Instagram of this. I think the answer's no, but I'm going <laughs> to put the question out. I Richard, guess... will the, who, who was this? Um, this got shared in our excellent leveler group, which we will plug properly um, in a minute, but doesn't look like the, the screen is ready, but I've been moaning about not having one for ages that I'm happy to wait a little bit longer, I think. Yeah, supply chain, isn't it? That's the keeps coming up. I think, I guess, <laughs> chlorine. The local if, swimming pool over here um, closed the last few days because of the supply chain on chlorine. So, oh, there's a run of chlorine, is there? Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Straight enough. up. Yeah. Um, this is silicon chips, isn't it? I think maybe someone said they heard Mark Ashton talk about silicon chips. I guess I, I remember my GCSE history and my teacher <laughs> saying, "Is your source a reliable or a biased source?" And I, oh, okay. And I wonder whether someone on Twitter's just had a chat with the, one of the builders, who may or may not be in the know. But look, of all the things that I guess we need to worry about, Charlie, yeah. you know, it's a great thing and great to see um, the stadium being kind of brought up to maybe what it should have been ten years ago, perhaps. Uh, we've got sponsors for the new dugouts as well, which is exciting. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we'll wait and see on that one. Rich, for the for the Bolton game, though, I'm going to be peak optimism, sunshine, 90 points, happy days. As long as you score, as long as you score the opening goal, I'm, I need that big screen, that big yeah. screen there. Um, thank you, everybody, for keeping these questions coming in. Ask as many as you like. We'll try and rattle through all of them as we go. Again, please um, hit the like button um, if you're watching YouTube as well. Not losing any sleep. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised you're not losing any sleep. Um, Charlie, right, what have we got? here uh hch uh hi chaps perhaps a bit controversial that's yeah i'm not surprised if that's hch going with the controversial one uh still not shaking the view of the cult of personality that i think is developing around ashton fair right let me let me i'm i'm gonna go play devil's advocate and go with hch is there a little bit of an extent that we got so much nonsense from the bristol city fans that our default position with mark ashton is to defend him and maybe we're as you know like politics where the left goes further left and then the right goes further right and then the left goes further and no one's left in the middle are they maybe no one's left in the middle on mark mark ashton um then we'll talk about mark steed in a minute um because there's a couple of questions um on it there um i I don't think he's a zillion miles off i want him to be wrong though yeah yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one. I, I I don't know if I got myself in trouble or maybe came across as a bit of a, a bit arsy this morning. A lot of people really liked the Mark Steed interview for very good reasons, um, but it, there wasn't anything in there that particularly surprised me. I'm I'm pleased that there is a direction from the ownership group. They're not settling for kind of second best, and certainly I'm sure eleventh won't be accepted this time um, next year. Um, 
and so you know i i can understand why people read a lot into that Marx did stuff and were very happy about it but to me that's an effective leader in in a kind of senior management position who's setting clear expectations who's communicating effectively and in any normal proper functional organization you know there's you'd have a mark steed you also have a mark ashton whose job it is primarily probably he probably came in and saw his role to galvanize and that means pr it means setting out bold visions sometimes and i guess people get wearied about it it's kind of that corporate stuff it's putting running towards adversity in the collar of the, the shirt. But when I've, whenever I've heard from Mark Ashton, and we've obviously been really lucky to have him on the podcast, there is a direction. He, he's a, a great talker. He's a, and, yeah, and, and I know that some people don't like that and they switch off from it. It's all a bit corporate-y. Um, I am of the school that having heard a couple of times from Mark Ashton in person, I'm of the cult of Ashton, as it were. I'm I'm a big advocate of his. Um, I certainly think it's good, the dynamic with him and Steed um, and some of the quotes that we got from him about um, shoes and raining and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. Boots. Um, we, got, we got a question for... Is, should we, look, I'm yeah, not missing I think there's a good dynamic this. in shorts, is what I'm saying. Yeah, let's and, just jump yeah. to uh, Steve's question here. Chief Investment Officer Mark Steed says, said this week that the positive surprises outweighed the negative surprises on his first visit to Ipswich. What do you think the negative surprises were? <laughs> Such a great question. We obviously don't know the answer, but we'll we'll speculate. It just seemed rich. Like um, sometimes you go into a, a situation in life and you want your outcome to be a certain thing. And he just seemed to have come over and he just really wanted to stamp his um, authority, um, Steve, didn't he, on, on, on this trip? Um do you think there were negative surprises? Yeah, I think there were. Um, I, I I don't know if we can divulge this. I think we might have mentioned it in the past, but the ownership group did listen to the podcasts when they were looking into making the investment Ipswich. I think we've had a few nice DMs with Mark Steed, like when the Game Changer takeover happened where, you know, I think he mentioned that and obviously Kings of Anglia and read the press and as podcasts and not all of us, we were pretty scathing about the Marcus Evans era and we probably listed in great detail all the stuff that was crap about Portman Road and the structure and all that kind of stuff. So probably what we did was set up the expectations of it being an absolute shocker. So probably when he came over and saw it for himself, he's like, oh, well, these podcasters weren't, <laughs> we're maybe selling it a little bit too badly. So, um, So in terms of what those negative surprises might be, you know, I think cultural stuff there, decision making, you know, it's very difficult to move from a, a Marcus Evans culture of cost is first and everything else comes second. Um, so maybe that was it. But maybe the negative surprises were. Surprises, though, Rich, if, if, if he's as across the business as he purports to be, and I have no reason to uh, think that he wouldn't be, the only material. So, by the way, apologies if I'm a bit. Um, Blurry, I've got some connection issues. Hopefully you can see Rich lovely and clear, but um, that that normally will write itself in a second. But you can hear my dulcet tones and it should come back in a second. My apologies for that. Um, but it would only be physical things, wouldn't it, that would that would surprise him, things that he's actually seen for, for the first time. And he said how great he thought the ground was. And I know he'd been up to the training ground and all that. Um, I, I think um, perhaps the whole negative positive surprises was just one of his many um uh what, what would you say business philosophies and you know yeah. um you know that it's not all um sweetness and light the whole time but um yeah def- definitely an interesting um an interesting chap definitely definitely a character as well rich beard goals as well i mean i need, <laughs> I need to get really, some, some wax on that but and, and yeah length certainly as well but yeah as i say i like that dynamic and i think you know, I think it's good that the the level of expectation on Mark Ashton has been set, and I fully expect Mark Ashton to be delivering. And let's, you know, the evidence, the tangible things we can see on day one at Bolton, the screen aside, you know, we're in a totally different situation to where we've been the last few years. So it's just about it clicking on the pitch now for me. So, I, I yeah, I'm still on board with Ashton and. The, yeah. the, the the one thing that bothers me slightly, and I don't want to be negative, Nancy. I've been talking to a lot of Forest fans recently after they got promoted, um, and all the Forest fans are coming to me and going, um, 
Ben, we don't fear anyone. We're not going up to finish 17th. Um, you know, we we did well in the FA Cup against Premier League teams, blah, blah, blah. Sheffield United finished ninth, Leeds finished ninth. Why can't we, right? And that's the Forest fans saying that. And my response is, if I hear Steve Cooper say that or Mr. Marianakis, okay, I'll, I'll believe it. But believe you me, they'll take 17th place and another 100 million quid TV money. Yeah. The, the, the difference our end is, Mark Ashton said all of those things. So it so heavily hinges on promotion. The well, How did he put it? Um, HCH, the cult, cult of cult of personality. Um, it, it, it's all words that, and it's so binary. It's a big tick for promotion and a big cross for not, isn't it? Yeah, but if if no one in the club is saying saying these things, then no one in the no one in the club believes it's going to happen and works towards it. So you do have to have people who set that mission. The trouble is when they set that mission and it's not met, you look a bit of a, a tip. But um, you know, the, with the resources and the recruitment we've got, we've done the backroom team. We are in kind of no excuses territory, and you do have to talk along those terms because I'm sure Mark Steve would have looked around and thought, "Man, what this is a third tier football club? What the hell? What the hell's happened here?" Well, you know? and un- unlike most of us who try and talk about it, he'll actually know what the wage bill is. He'll know what all the signing on fees are. He'll know what all the transfer fees are, and um, you know that will be the that will be the real kicker in comparison, especially in comparison to other League One um, clubs as well, yeah. where we are not well liked in in that regard. And I uh, and I get it, but I'd happily be. What's, what's that Mick quote? I'd happily be um, inside the tent. Yes. Could be another another P in an yeah. Let's move on from that one. <laughs> Coxie's comments. Gentlemen, are you happy with recent signings or underwhelmed? Do you feel Town should go for, uh, should go big marquee signing, i.e. striker or goal-scoring midfielder? Um, I'm happy and I'm not underwhelmed, but I would obviously very much like, a, you know, a, this, this guy is going to be your you know, going to play 35 games and going to be high up in your in your sort of contributions. What say you? Yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm not underwhelmed. I'm I'm quite happy with the the calibre and and the type of places we're shopping. Actually, more say, so say, than say we've profile. Done the <laughs> Does, what, what, what say again? Say pro. You have to say profile. Do I have to say profile? Word, you know, yeah, the profile the demographics. Of the <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I, so I'm not underwhelmed. I guess I, to flip. Coxie's question around to all of us does a marquee signing make us all feel good about ourselves or is it actually something that we need and I and I think probably we had, if we had an interesting debate on the on the level of group actually we kind of came up with a new criteria of marquee signings at the top then you've kind of got you know a statement signing and then maybe it's mm. an under you know what's the what's our hierarchy of using of these words here Ma- Marcus yeah. Stewart for a club transfer record in a promotion that's bid. a marquee that's, signing that's a mar- well that's a marquee statement everything so yeah. I suppose I- the issue is Rich if you go down the team and you the goalkeeper Walton is good and at centre back you've you know you've got a couple of good youngsters Wolfenden and Baggett and you've got Edmondson who was a bit of a statement signing anyway in midfield you've got Morsi who you know um, certainly in terms of salary and uh, calibre. Wingback, you've got Burns. So it's almost, you know, where where, where is a marquee signing that's either going to be your best player, you know, straight away, or, um, you know, someone that's going to be the best player in the, the position they're in, which does look like, um, I mean, he says goal scoring midfielder. I, I think the way we're going to play, that's inside forward, um, probably more likely than, you know, a, John Walker, a Matt Holland type um, goal scorer um, in in that way, not not the number that they got. Maybe Matt Holland more than um, John Walker. But do you see what I mean, Rich? Yeah, I, I, the the strike the forwards options is probably the one area where I think you could you could do a marquee signing to Cox's point. I, I you know, Caden Jackson, um, Ladapo, Piggott, you know, fine, you know, but I think if 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 we wanted to make a statement signing or a marquee signing, that might be the area to go for. But, you know, uh, to your point, apart from that, where do you, where do you fit one in? And the other thing as well with these signings and, and, and sorry, Cox, this is certainly not a criticism of the question or, or where no, you're coming no, no, from no. on this one. It's, it's more that we sign a marquee signing player, a striker or a goal scoring midfielder to use the example there. And they score five goals over the course of the season and having played 40 games and are underwhelming. Do you see what I mean? Like there's no mm. guarantee. Marquee signing to me is, a, is in name. 
and if they don't deliver that then they're a failure aren't they it's, it's so much pressure at league one level as well that i think it's just unnecessary sometimes the best signing is jamie clapham on loan mid-season mark and venus then conve- yeah or mark venus as a make or something you never, never know do you but yeah good question uh keep questions coming in guys remember to hit the like button if you're watching on youtube and as well um hit the subscribe button and richard there's more than one reason why you should hit the subscribe button at the moment yeah, it's the, this is the last week of our new shirt giveaway. And thank you to everyone who's got involved so far. Um, and you've got until Sunday evening to like, like, and subscribe. Um, we, we'll we use kind of executive powers, I think, Ben. We're, we're a little bit short of that. I want to give a shirt away. <laughs> so I think we'll, we'll use our creative license Absolutely. and we'll see how we get. But in, I think regardless of where we end up, I think we'll give away the shirt, but it would be good to make that target and make, make stroke our egos a little bit. But as Ben says, <laughs> you get something in return. You get quality content during the season, three days a week, and if not more. So, um, yeah, there's a post on Twitter, a post on Instagram, a post on Facebook. Give them a like. Go and watch our kit reveal video. Joe and I give that a like as well and just subscribe to the channel. Um, and even if you're not doing the, the giveaway, we'd love you to subscribe as well. So yeah, 3rd of third of July, Sunday night. Is it 3rd of July? Looking at my diary. Yeah, 3rd of July is the closing date for entries. And good keep luck. Involved. And keep your questions Terms coming and conditions apply. In. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Rob, would you be satisfied if we made no more signings before the season started? Me being a dumb football fan, I probably wouldn't be because there'd be too big a gap. It's like, no, I want to see someone come in 10 days before the start of the season or... Um, when does the window close this time? Does it close earlier because we're starting earlier? I, I didn't even check that. I think um, that's a good point. I, wouldn't it line up with the championship maybe? I don't know. Uh, possibly. Yeah, the championship sure. starts on that. July 30th as well. But um, okay. my, my answer is no, but with no more logic than just the excitement of new faces coming in. Same. Yeah. And because Kieran McKenna alluded to it, Rob, um, I'd be disappointed if there weren't. Um, back to Norman. Uh, given the lack of transfer business and a few of the better players leaving for the championship, will League One be weaker next season? Um, I think he's possibly right, isn't he? Um, and when you look at a big powerhouse, um, Sunderland will have the highest average attendance in the championship next season, and and they've gone. Um, Rotherham are an absolute nuisance as well, and, and they've gone. And obviously he's talking about... Um, you know, the two lads from MK particularly, that was the third place team. And oh, thank you, whoever put that. I was first. Thank you, first September. Um, so the the top two are, are gone because they always go. The third place team have lost their two best players. Um, the other playoff semi finalist was Wickham, and you, you Wickham are a little island of their own, aren't they? You know, they kind of kind of do do what yeah. they do. Um, I suppose Sheffield Wednesday is the other playoff loser. But um, I, I think he might be onto something, that it might be weaker, Rich. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, as, uh, as I mentioned and teased before, I've had a look through the signings. So Wickham have signed two under-21-year-olds, one from Newcastle's reserves, one from Worthing, and otherwise have lost a load of experience in Stockdale. Anthony Stewart, um, Akin Fem was obviously not played a huge amount, but a big presence. They're, they're more like they've probably got have business Oxford, to come but have Oxford sold a cup Sykes and McNally yeah so Oxford as well yeah. I'd, I'd say a week so they signed one they signed a left back Kieran Brown from Cardiff but McNally's gone to Burnley um, mm. 1.6 million I think that was Mark Sykes to Bristol City as you say um, Sam Winnell out on a free so Oxford I'd say are possibly a little bit weaker um, mm. than before I wonder, wonder if Plymouth will, you know, there's so Plymouth kind of something have, there, isn't there? Yeah, so Plymouth um, have kept on hold of their better players. You know, I thought I think a lot of people were expecting certainly um, Camera and and Grant to move on, but still there. Brought in Mikkel Miller from Rotherham and Matt Butcher, who's quite, I think we were linked with him, the sort of central midfielder from Accrington. So Plymouth probably maintaining the level where they're at and it's it's mm. just whether Steven Schumacher level. can sustain what he did last season. Peterborough United, I guess, better at this level. Yeah. Um, but again, the signings, you know, don't aren't particularly exciting. You know, a couple of punts there, um, a couple of keepers on loan. So they'll be mm. relying on what they've got to get them 
back to the championship. Stuff will happen at Peterborough. Don't you worry about that. Well, always. yeah, they're going to sign a striker, aren't they, from always somewhere does, in League One or League it? Two that's suddenly going to yeah. be worth 10 million. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, teams that were kind of there or thereabouts, just below us, who who are big name teams at this level, who you think might do something. Bolton um, signed a couple of loanies in Jacket and um, James Airdale from from Cambridge. They've not done a huge amount. Charlton signed players from Swindon, a couple of frees from Swindon, um, but have lost Adam Matthews, Connor Washington, Chris Gunter, Steve Henderson. Mm. Um, P- Portsmouth. I don't think Portsmouth have done a huge amount of business so far. Um, Marlon Packin on a free and four players out released. Mm. But, you know, I, I think probably at this stage... Marlon, Marlon Packard had done well for us, actually. I know yeah. people all want their 23-year-old exciting signings, but I'm going to still bang the drum for my long-in-the-tooth experience signings. Um, no one, right. Apart from the teams we talked about, um, and, and as you said, MK kind of doing a sustainable model, mm. there's not a huge amount of exciting business out there that, that suggests the league's any stronger this season. Let's keep the questions coming. Keep them coming in, guys. Um, I seem to have scrolled up a little bit too far. Uh, here, uh, Dan, I think Dan's in the Leveller group as well. Please come and join us over on Leveller. We have an excellent chat there with none of the nonsense you get on, on Twitter and the, the mudslinging that occurs over there. Um, all, all nicely Just me being off. a pedant about the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Hosting the right groups. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan asked, do you think five subs will mean Humphreys, Chirea, 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 uh, stay rather than go on loan? Um, possibly not both of them, Rich, but maybe one or other that increases the chance, does it? Yeah, I, it's an interesting one, Dan. I'm, I'm still of the school of thought that time on our bench and time in the Cups isn't as good as getting a whole season on loan at a league two club mm. for example if there are moves to be done there um you think humphreys for example is who's he got to get past to get into the team ball morsey evans um there's probably others that i've forgotten McGavin, as well dobra harper you know harper yeah exactly so yeah. that that's the challenge for him um to where i think my, he's more of a wide man so maybe, my view but... which might be a little bit overly simplistic is i think it would be far more effective if the actual number of people you could have on the bench increased rather than the number you could use. Do you know what I mean? To me, it doesn't make as big a difference. I know then we chatted in the group, didn't we, about the way sort of Barnsley were, were able to use it, but that literally was part of their tactic of the way that they actually approached the game was that they were going to press the hell out of everyone and... Uh, if you think we press, go and watch some old videos of Barnsley in 1920. It's ridiculous. Um, but you know, I, I yeah, I, I think it's a, I, for me, it's a small percentile rather than anything big. But I do take the point that you know, okay, maybe there's maybe maybe it would matter more to someone's agent than you know the actual player or whatever. They're like, well, look, this is League One minutes that now have a, a greater potential you know for for my client or whatever in his upside so i think yeah. the issue that for the for these two and and, other, and others is you still look at our 18 and there is you know i know we'll get injuries and where's burns will go off hopefully, well hopefully he won't but play for wales um that, that, there's still a quite can, a can i push you on that squad. do you think he won't make the final cut no, I, I, the final sort be, of what they yeah, go down to yeah isn't but on the squads at the world cup Large I, I don't know. Someone will tell us in the chat. How, I think it was 28 from, from 25, maybe. I'd, but whether he makes the cut, I don't know. But mm. what I'm saying is we've, we seem to have ironed out at least the, the worst of our injury situation. But so the, the 18 is so senior. And there's still some really big names in the squad now. You know, even if um, these guys don't go online, I'm still not sure they even get on the bench to your point, Ben. So it's tricky. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, great question that is. Will League One and League Two crowds increase during the World Cup? There's no Premier uh, Premier League and Championship games. You'd like to think they would, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a good it's question. It's winter, though. I guess I think I don't think our crowds are going to go up. You need to be thinking about teams around the Manchester and London mm. areas who, you know, have, where you've got big cities and mm. conurbations around them. Um, I don't think any more people are going to rock up to Ipswich, but you never know. West no, I, I think I think some of them might get a little yeah. might get a little tickle. If I was um, Bolton or yeah, them speaking lot, of Bolton, Bolton, my favourites. They won nine nil last night in a friendly. There we go. Uh, Stuart, yeah. with the South Southend friendlies, with the South End friendlies so close to the start of the season, do you expect McKenna to play the first team? They never quite always always leave some card hidden, don't they? In the last friendly, yeah. If I'm Kieran McKenna, Stuart, I'm thinking my um, opposite number at Bolton. Ian Everett, is it still? He'd, he'd be looking at that team and, yeah, you want to kind of throw a few surprises in there to keep him guessing for the opening day. Um, evening, lads. Did you boys go to the Needham Muck? I think, um, did, did any of our, did Joe go? Some of the leveller group guys did. I don't think, no, none of the Team Blue Monday did. No, we are terrible, awful, <laughs> lazy, Blue Monday for being yeah. disloyal. Uh, Sam, last season was crazy at 83 points, but who's your surprise team for this season? 83 points to make the playoffs. Surprise team? Crikey, I'd need a league table in, in front of me. Have you, got, have you got anything, Rich? Yeah, I'm kind of looking through. Um, I think Shrewsbury might do okay this season. There's a few... Have they still got Cotterill? I think, yes, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a no from me in that case. <laughs> <laughs> but they seem to have well, some what about, good what, what about Burton? They were not good at all last year, were they? Limited and, business there. I mean, I quite like yeah, Hasselbank. He always um, seems to get tune out of them, doesn't he? There's there's the question about whether the, whether the promoted teams are going to have kind of the momentum. You know, Forest Green, if they'd kept Rob Edwards, I think. Ah, oh, but they've sold um, Adams. Uh, Wilson's gone to uh, Bristol City. And that, there's another, they've sold like three of their best players, haven't they? Yeah, let me um, and not bought a hell of a lot of money in. Payne so, Wilson, Ebo Adams, yeah, yeah, eleven players out at Forest Green. L- l- there's two teams. Fleetwood have recruited really well. Fleetwood have brought in Callum Morton, um, Brendan um, Wiradu from Colu, Josh Bella, Josh Earl, a name from Blast in the Past there, and that's um, yeah, Scott Brown, isn't it? Wasn't Josh Earl playing in the championship for Preston last year. I'm sure I'm sure he was yeah. getting minutes, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. interesting one. But so um, yeah, Ed, there you go. I think Kyle Edwards could be a big weapon for us next season. Looking forward to seeing his progression under McKenna. I I love that idea. I really really do in the sort of front um left position there where you know, maybe Caden Jackson might play there if Ladapo plays down the plays down the middle um and assuming Bersant Salina doesn't get doesn't get signed. I would I would love to think he could he could do something with Edwards. Oh yeah, you, you look doubtful, Rich. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I guess my question back to Ed, and you, you kind of answered it, Ben, is where do you play him? Because if we play the same formation as last season, he's not he's not getting Burns' position, is he? Um, so it, it is 
you've got to kind of make him that left-sided attacking midfielder, haven't you? Yeah. It's whether he can do that or not. I mean, he's a right footer, I think. So, but yeah, I, I, there there is a real strong possibility that Edward's going to be the the low key, not low key, because we yeah we know all about him. But yeah, he could have a big season if he can make that position on the left hand side his own. That's got to be a rib, hasn't it? Is Chopra's West, new club West Allotment Celtic? The, um, if that's true, skip intro. Then it is the best name ever. But. I, I fear I'm being teased here. Is that is that actually the name of a club? If it is, I'm very, very impressed with Googling uh, it. Is there an East allotment Celtic? That's what we want to know. Yeah, right. Um, HCH, does the club need a new away ticket programme? Ultimate equals ticket to every away game. How about paying a fee and getting to choose half a dozen away games? Uh, gold means getting a ticket is a lottery. Um, this is a really important question because this is a problem at a lot of clubs. There, there's, there's clubs where you literally... You know, and I'm I'm a, I'm a big league sympathiser, but you literally pay fifty quid to go in a ballot where you might get a ticket for for a home game if you don't have a season ticket. And you know, I, I think um, if you can't guarantee something, uh, I don't know how comfortable. Look, I want, do I want the club to have more money um, or less money? I want the club to have more money, obviously, but do I want fans to have more money or less money in a cost of living crisis as well? Where we can't get any any chlorine um, <laughs> no but we, we, what, what say you rich have you have you struggled badly to get away tickets for you know like for, for Wimbledon for example where it's London everyone wants to go and there's only a small away end I yeah I haven't been to any of the I didn't try and do places like Cheltenham last season certainly um in the, yeah gold card is helpful in that respect I think you know we there's a whole a whole load of stuff on Twitter about um cashless and all that kind of stuff people who can navigate the ticket <laughs> website i had to surely I had we're to not the only there. fan base who can get triggered by i am sorry um, I, I i hate to say it i mean i know a lot of people disagree with me i uh, i don't i'm quite happy to not wear colors and just go and sit on my own in the middle of the homestand so i don't care is, but you that's know. the option I, uh, it's just a shame that i follow is so restrictive on particularly on a yeah, saturday yeah. you know if you've got two thousand people wanting to go for a thousand tickets well, to no, Fleetwood or something, able... which is like 250 miles or whatever from Ipswich as well. Yeah. So I, I think if you do that, but I, I to be fair, I forget who asked the question. I don't think there's a, I don't think you could, the people who want to, who are going to queue out overnight and you know, get to the box office early or what have you, are always going to get there first. That is the only kind of meritocracy that you can have when it comes to tickets. It's, it's those with the, the um, memberships and those who can log on to ITFC tickets and get in there quickly. And it's just a bit of a lottery, isn't it? Which is a, a bit unfair, but there's no other way really to do it. You can't say you've done that game, so you can't do this one. We're kind of, ex- you're out of the, you know, you can't do that. What I will say is... Get promoted would... is another fix, by the way. Sorry. I, yeah, right. I, I would rather be a club where it's difficult to get a seat then you know be disrespectful to poor reading now but i any game of any season i can buy a beautiful ticket at, at reading literally any game whoever they're playing there's always space there isn't there uh tim uh santi yes or no and if yes loan with a view to permanent or another season long loan um uh, for me it's yes and if you can do that deal the loan with the obligation to buy and you don't have to outlay the money up front if they've got it you're better off doing that in League One than in the By the way, on, on my YouTube channel, I asked Kieran Maguire this very question about um, specifically Ipswich and um, League One and having a run at it like we discussed before. And he did, to a certain extent, agree with me. Um, but what, what say you on Selena, Rich? I agree with you. And I think I think this is a really good shout from Tim. And I think this will be a deal that happens, if it happens, right at the end of the window because we will want is it Dijon they will get a little bit itchy feet at some point or they they'll worry because if the interest hasn't come from somewhere else I think they'll want him off their wage bill and I think I think alone with a view to a permanent for us is a great move so yep I'm on board and there is this precedent of this like Harry Wilson type deal that Fulham did where they actually didn't pay anything so if you uh, for the first year so you can do a deal where you, where you, you know, if we've got clever operators, you take the guy, you give him a release clause, you don't pay anything in terms of obviously pay a signing on fee, but um, you don't pay anything in respect of a transfer fee. And then if you don't go up, he's, his clause is triggered and you, you sell. And so there's, there's lots of very clever ways of not 
having a white elephant in League One, um, essentially, I think. Um, I'm scanning for questions. Um, Robin. Oh, this is positivity. There we go, Robin. Um, if the nightmare happened and we had a similar start to last year, but this time with McKenna, how much time do you think McKenna would get? Um, there's a lot of nuance to that. It would depend what it looked like, wouldn't it? And what it sounded like from... if there, do, do you know what I mean? I think the thing with... The problem with Cook was, okay, where's it going? Yes, and Cook has a few more seasons on Kieran McKenna as well. So the level of expectation should be higher. The other factor against Paul Cook was he wasn't game changers guy, was he? Whereas Kieran McKenna has been and has been recruited. I mean, the, it's a it's a bit of a cop-out answer, Robin. I don't think we'll have the situation necessarily with McKenna as we did with Cook, or at least to that same level. Um, but it is a difficult one because, as we know, the... Um, our ownership group are ambitious. It's. I just hope we. It's a hypothetical. We at this point we we don't have to think about it. Robin, is the is a no. quick one on that one. It's but a fair question, though, isn't it? It really is, and it, yeah. and they'll if if it's December, you know, God forbid we're bottom half. Man, it's it's a tricky one, but you know, McKenna is a coach and a first team first team coach in development. We we do need to remember that. Um, I would, Charlie. I'd defer to Joe. Um, on that one for when he's done. I expected to use McKenna to use the Man United connection. I think Joe's argument, and he phrased it much better than me, is that the players you could get from Manchester United would have to be so young because uh, the other ones are all going to be going to a, a higher level that the risk factor is almost a better contact in the in the championship um, than it is in, in League One, if you know what I mean. Because you might be able to get... Um, you might be able to get those bits of bobs. Um, Rob, I think we've done this one, but my, for my money, Richard, uh, formation, I think the, the favourite is the sort of 3-4-3 three, three type thing. But I really do, and I'm so going to bang this drum and bore people, I really would like to see us be able to go to a back four to go to a 4-3-3, three, three, and I would like to be able to see us go uh, a 3-5-2, even if it's a clever... I saw Nottingham Forest get promoted, Richard. It's kind of a 3-5-2, but then Johnson kind of like... It goes out to the right when they don't have the ball and then tries to come forward quickly and the 10 goes out left and it's it's more than one formation. But what say you? Yeah, I, I agree. And if we can read anything into the new market game, that flexibility is there. And we, to be fair, we saw it towards the end of last season as well. You know, there are certain games where, I, you know, I know we don't read a huge amount into sofa scores, average positions, but notionally it did look like a four at the back. So I, if, if again, kind of interesting dovetail with Robin's question about McKenna. You know, that was the major criticism and dysfunction of Paul Cook's team. One system and one season and one system only. I'm pretty certain McKenna, it might be kind of one system, but it will be a flexible system that kind of looks and feels different to tailor to the opposition. So I'm sure we'll see those, those kind of, as you said, Ben, certainly the four at the back. Mm. Um, who's going to pick up Norz and then the next person's put Bristol Rovers. So we'll leave that at that. Right. Um <laughs> Romeo, I, I could not agree more with this comment. Um, after years of decline, we badly need a fast start to build a winning mentality at the club. I think um, there's been a few prophetic comments over the podcast over over the years, but the one I, that one of Mikey's I always come back to of you know we haven't won a big game in 15 years or something. <laughs> we always bottle it, and it is a thing. So I totally totally agree. Wouldn't it be amazing to just blast through? 80, 90 points, and it's people clip me saying that, and I'll be the arrogant Ipswich fan. But I would have got it coming opening day as well. Five that five two last <laughs> season, that was a low. So um, they've they've got it coming. Uh, do we know if Simpson's training with the first? Uh, you know, it's, I I got a few DMs from Middlesbrough fans going, "Oh, what's this Simpson like then, Ben?" Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, what, what's happening? What's happening with that then? I I don't know, so I'm not going to speculate on that one. But it'd be surprised if he's still here at the end of the window. Uh, five subs means more time wasted. Absolutely. And hopefully, if we're 1-0 up away from home, hopefully that's us that's too. Us. Get those, <laughs> stagger those substitutions. Um, well, yeah, I think, yeah, that's the point. Can only um, be used on um, three occasions. Uh, just go with rolling subs. Like, are they doing some um, weird thing in, is it the Dutch second tier or third tier? I think they're doing, they're, all the things we talked about on the pod that we've said are going to happen. I think that they're doing hard. You know, where it's going to look like 30-minute halves, rolling subs, blah, blah, blah. Nice throw-ins as well, isn't it? Are they doing oh, that kick-ins as well? as well, yeah. 
Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, Kevin, is there something afoot north of the border? Why do you think Ipswich is now a more attractive proposition for some staff than Norwich? The academy route... Um, is it? Yeah, so I, I can answer this one. Um, certainly the new academy manager is moving to Ipswich to get a promotion. You know, there's a certainly... A, a football clubs more than anywhere else. Any... Doug, Douglas... Douglas Wright, oh, is this the guy who's coming? Yeah, let me get TWTD up and I can confirm that for sure. But that, that situation is um, is essentially he's waiting for someone to move on. And essentially, you can't do that. You know, if you're ambitious, um, you need someone to um, give you an opportunity. And we've we've done that. So um, I can't find that, that news story. So that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? We no, should, oh, there we go. Um, yeah, Dean Wright. Dean Wright, um, Douglas. So, and and I think there's probably similar for others as well. You know, I think there's certainly there's some poaching happening, um, but it's no different to any any of us in our careers and our jobs. You know, you, you sometimes have to follow the money a little bit, but sometimes you reach your ceiling at a certain job. And to be fair, the the choice for them is um, move to a different part of the country or commute down the A140, and it's pretty straightforward. So, I wouldn't read too much into that, but. Ben, what's your what's the latest buzz on Stuart Weber, and is that situation improved with time yet, or is it still a bit? I don't. I think they're really lucky to have him, but it's proper tense now. He's not speaking to the press, and he went and walked up a mountain. Um, I'm sure when they've got um, 55 points already by January the first, and they're way out in front, they'll be happy with yeah. him. Happy with him again. But um, look, I'm. I'm allowed to say I'm a big fan of his. People get very snarky about saying, I I think he's a really good director of football, but he's very much dining out on that amazing first couple of years he had there. And, you know, it's terrible. The Gilmore was an awful signing and Chollis was an awful signing. And, you know, he he needs to have a good window. And um, uh, Pookie's either doing some hard negotiating at the moment or uh, well Mikey's we'll getting a bit excited that he might depart then he can he can like him again oh, he's a brilliant player though isn't he one of the one of the best finishes I've seen there I, I have to say very good player um what about that for a profile picture um Daniel's got Becky Lynch in his profile picture amazing uh talking of queuing for tickets my dad queued for Manchester United away tickets in the 2000 season on the away tickets I think I went to that game we lose do you know, know what yeah they played Ryan Giggs up front, <laughs> down the middle, and he destroyed us. Uh, Giggs and Sol- did Solskjaer score twice? Yes. Some, someone will correct me. Because I, yeah. I, I had to stand in the aisle the whole time. It was very full that away, and put it that way. But there we go. Um, uh, Dan, some clubs like Sunderland uh, a lot points for going to games. Yes, um, Sheffield United. Um, and <laughs> I talked to some of their fans as well. And they were, oh, Ben, I've got half a million points or whatever, <laughs> so I can go to any game ever. But yes. Um, right, what else have we got? Um, we've got about 10 more minutes to go. So keep your questions coming. Please hit the like button. Uh, we'll try and do a few more before we go. Uh, comment of the day there, Biles. Great show as ever. Blue Monday is the best up the town. Um, it's not about tactics, guys. It's the state of my... See, I can sense sarcasm because I know Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Comes through lovely. Uh, skip we get intro. it 24-7 on the level group, don't we? Yeah. I, oh, I'm going to have to go back to Norwich on this question. How badly do you think we need a set-piece specialist? Seems like years since we've had one could easily add 10 to 15 goals over a season. Huddersfield do not get in the playoff final in Championship last year without Sinani and Thomas and their set-play coach. It is massive if you can get it right, isn't it? Yeah, it depresses me how. I mean, we've we've spoken about this on the point. It's, it's broken record time, but yeah, I mean, centre back scoring from corners is something that I miss so much. But and and in these tight games, we we talked about you know playing Don Ball and and Sammy Morsey in centre midfield in these kind of combative games. If we're not going to p- pass our way through teams and get get through them, then crack a set piece in, crack a free kick in or head in a corner. Do you know what I mean? It, it desperately needs to be part of part of our strategy to, to win games. It has to be. I remember Luke Chambers giving a brilliant interview after um, that horrible game at Norwich where Tim Close had scored right at the end. And um, he had a couple of good quotes in there. He said they were running around like they won the World Cup or something after drawing 1-1. But um, he said something really smart. He said, yeah, they had a few, because they had Madison, didn't they? And they had a few, and he 
all the set plays, he, he took a shot and everyone pushed towards the goal. And he said sometimes um, it can give a bit of a false impression, but you can really build pressure and momentum in games with one or two set plays. And I'm not suggesting, you know, a, a Warnock taking a throw down the line to win another throw to throw into the box. But do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we also need to lob in there that statistic statistically speaking corners are not particularly no, good no, they're not. high on kind of we'll put it this um, way rich they're not returns. anywhere near as effective as fans think they are in terms of actual output yeah and in terms of keeping possession from a set piece of short corner which we all hate statistically much better as well so yeah i, I yeah I, I in terms of the question i think we we can all agree on that one uh keep your questions coming in we'll try and do a few more before we finish up uh, Q, first corner of the season doesn't beat the first man yet, and lots of people um, have heart palpitations when it doesn't happen. Who's oh, Becky Lynch? signing, who's a set piece taker. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> yeah. M- Muzzy, is it, please? Do you remember, do you remember that? Oh, who Steve was managing? Now, who was managing Leicester when... Oh, oh, God, what was it? Mickey Adams. Do you remember? We actually beat them, didn't we? Um, Scowcroft was playing for them. We beat the Thomas Gardso score, one of the best headers I think I've ever seen oh, in my life. And arching back one, yeah. Defies, you know, okay. Six. Cristiano Ronaldo one where he's like three metres off the ground or whatever. But, yeah, there you go. Um, keep the questions coming in. We've got a few more minutes. Richard, do you want to do – can you do some pluggery for us for the um, for the leveller group? Yeah, I, I can, we've got um, – can see the image up, Ben, just to yeah. show people what it looks like. So, yeah, um, I'll, yeah, essentially it's on the Telegram app. It's hosted by our friends at Leveller. Um, we've got various different chat groups – and we, I think we're all on the group excited about, we've got a match day group, which kind of started to trickle into life against Needham Market. Um, but when the season comes around proper, that'll be great. We've got people sharing images from around the grounds and, you know, speculations on lineups and post-match reactions and stuff like that. But the great thing is, as, and as Ben has said already, you know, as we know, Twitter is kind of sometimes great and sometimes <laughs> absolute freaking shocking. And so far, so good on this group. You know, the the level of conversation is great. There's always some kind of conversation. If if it's not Ipswich Town, there's someone, Craig and others talking about cricket or Wimbledon or something like that. Or, um, yeah, Chris talking about darts or something like that. So it's been a really fun group to be part of. We've loved continuing the conversation in between the shows. Um, We're trying to get a few kind of exclusives in there as well. But first 14 days is on us. There's no obligation. George um, Carlin quote in there today there you go i enjoyed um, very much one of the great philosophers of our time yeah you'll get adam giving us alan partridge quotes and all that <laughs> kind of stuff as well so yeah all the details blue monday itfc.co.uk you can see the link at the bottom there um the link to join is you can find there you don't need a credit card to sign up just an email address and a phone and then after 14 days there's a there's a monthly subscription but hopefully you'll feel at that point it's it's worth it Questions, questions, questions. We've got a few more minutes to go. Samuel, do you feel it's important to bring Selena back in for another year? Um, we kind of covered that, but I like the bottom bit. And if not, do you have any alternatives to bring in? You ain't going to get somebody with his progressive passing and creative numbers. International player, championship. Yeah. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah, he's very highly rated, isn't he? Uh, it'd Dan. be great, Samuel. To, so, sorry, just very briefly, going back to the Marcus Stewart analogy, it'd be great to sign a key player from one of our promotion rivals, wouldn't it? Sign Cameron Brannigan, you know. Mm. Um, Dan, you've reviewed the home and away kits. What's your thought on the new keeper kit? I will, you can see the shirt I'm wearing. I have no fashion sense, so I'll pass this over to Richard. Yeah, I'm, uh, Dan, it's, I'm a bit underwhelmed because I, in my mind's eye, it was a recreation of the 92, 93 or 93, 94 kits. Um, the grey one with all the multicolors on it. Um, it's fine. It's, it's I think like Adidas, their keeper kits are template designed, so it's fine. It, it you know it's it's not offensive. It's just a little bit underwhelming for me. Uh, MW, a great question that is. Is next season's player of the year currently at the club? I'm going with a yes because everyone knows what a complete lunatic fan of Connor Chaplin I am. So I was thinking go. Chaplin as well. I think <laughs> Chaplin's going to get 15, 20 goals this season. Please. That would please. be good, wouldn't it? Who needs um, the lead? But to MW's question, wouldn't it be great if they weren't? Because everybody who's asking for a marquee signing, well, player of the year, that would be it, wasn't it? Yeah. Jim. Balls Hello, out Jim. of the bath. Um, 
Where would we finish if the transfer window closed today? I said to a guy the other day that I'll decide after six games, uh, six points or fewer, nowhere near seven to twelve playoff, thirteen plus champions. Um, I've I've still got Sheffield Wednesday and Milton Keynes. Um, Wick, Wickham's a worry, isn't it? Um, surely, look, I know there's all the ambitions, but this is a club, as it was pointed out, that doesn't do winning mentality. So that top six would be a, a, a lovely thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I yeah, I take top six right now. Um, but as the question said, if it was if we close the transfer window right now, there are teams. And we had a question about it earlier. Are you saying that that's more on the weaknesses of others rather than the strengths? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So certainly, you know, MK lost got twine, but as you say, I think generally could make up for that, but other teams to use an Andy Townsend in and around the playoffs, (laughs) I wouldn't say anyone is particularly stronger than they were last year. And I would argue that we're stronger in that Kieran McKenna has now been here for a lot longer. Plus we've got five players in, in key positions you know, I, I, yeah, as it stands right now today, I, I, I have us in the top four even, but the window's open I'm for scared. a few more weeks, isn't it? Careful, Richards. Careful, Icarus. The, the, the problem is, is that uh, it's not that you're saying it, but that I don't have a sensible argument to debunk it. Do you know what I mean? That's the no, issue. That's that. the issue I've got, and I've, I've been. Well, that, no, I say I've been Drag here us before. Down, Rich. Drag us down. Since we've been doing the pod, we kind of, you know, we kind of known what the trajectory has been haven't we and you know it's just been so disappointing in the last couple of seasons when you look at uh, and we're only looking at it in terms of club size relative to league one obviously the performance has been absolutely nowhere near um where, where it's needed to be but yeah it does it does feel um alarmingly well positioned doesn't it and the teams that have gone up last season is helpful the teams that have come down you know barnsley TBC, as far as I'm concerned, Derby very yeah, much. What do you, TBC. What do you think um, about the Michael Duff hire at, um, at Barnsley? Then it's an interesting one, isn't it? I'm I don't know enough about Barnsley, Ben. If I'm honest, I, I, I like it as an appointment. Um, it's kind of it got a similar feel to Rob Edwards. And by the way, I think we put it in the in the leveler group. There's a really great video with Rob Ed, Edwards mic'd up for his first day at training. Oh, Watford. really? Really okay. excellent. Yeah. Um, there's there's one that I. The kind of antithesis of it, is, which is, is this, Lee Johnson at Bristol City. Is this Smiler Saar there? Uh, the, 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 the idea that someone would go from Forest Green to a thirty million pound winger or something would I, 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 I would enjoy. Yeah, I, I can't recall, but it is great. He hasn't got yeah, he hasn't got the full squad there. But yeah, I I I, I guess I don't know enough about Barnsley. Ben is is honest. Uh, what would you say about them? Because they start. Well, I assumed that they are a passing team, are they not? But. Um, no, they're more. Ishmael, well, they, they were more a pressing not- team with um, with Ishmael, and then supposed to be with Shop, and then Aspargi was a bit of a disaster. But Duff is all um, up and at from Cheltenham. I'd rather have Grant McCann, who literally won the division last time he was there, and he's obviously back with Peterborough, isn't he? Um, guys, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, get your final thoughts in via the comments before you go as well. Um, please hit the like button. I've plugged it. Many, many times. Um, Richard, when when are we back? You can be my diary. <laughs> Unless there's a marquee signing, Ben. Um, <laughs> I think we will do these kind of every week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and try and, if, if there is a bit of news that we can try and line these up to, we'll do that. And then, um, I guess, back to normal service the week before with the pre-match show, which will be returning in a slightly slightly different format. We've got plenty of mm. exciting bits and pieces. When, when should we, we, yeah, we'll kind of, I haven't done my kind of teaser video for the new season no. yet, but a bit of a, a few bits and pieces. No, nothing, nothing too scary, guys. Change is good. Um, we'll give you all the details of the shows for the new season, but until probably the, for the next two to three weeks, I suspect. I'm, I'm doing Wimbledon, um, the double header, on the 14th. I think it is. I might, we, if if there's enough to talk about, we might do a flagship show on the on the Sunday. But um, as of now, weekly shows. And in terms of other things to plug. Ben's mentioned like um, like this video. Please do. Please subscribe as we mentioned before and get involved in the kit giveaway. There you go. Um, as yeah, we'll 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 reserve our rights to revise those targets in terms of subscribers. It'd be great if we could make it, but we, a shirt we make will be given rules. away. Um, so say again. 
we make the rules. Yeah, there are. It's our ball. We can take it away. And play <laughs> no, we're our not going to do that. We're absolutely we're not going to take it away. We're going to we're going to throw it in, and then everyone can get involved. Um, but yeah, like our kit reveal video from a few weeks back. Um, subscribe to the channel and like a post somewhere on our various social media. And good luck. Everything closes on the third of July. Um, some nice comments. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, uh, Adam. Have you recruited Oscar? He was good, wasn't he? Um, Oscar, ITFC Analytics. Um, check that out in the archives as well. Romeo, legend. Romeo Dunn, uh, MW, legend. HCH, legend. Uh, skip intro. It's basically all legends, aren't they? Thank you, everybody, um, for watching. And we'll see you back very soon. Um, well, it'll be the Q&A show next week, unless... Big, giant marquee signing plastered across the front of the Gazebo signing, someone said. (laughs) Take care, guys. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there, offering much-needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.